the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to the Tim DeMoss Show podcast. You can hear the program each weekday afternoon from 4 till 5 on AM 560 WFIL and WFIL.com. Good afternoon. It's a couple minutes after 4 and you're listening to the Tim DeMoss Show on AM 560 WFIL.com and on the WFIL app. Thank you for tuning in. What a glorious day. A lot of sunshine. 65 the high today, a few clouds tonight, low 48. Clouds start to gather more overnight and throughout tomorrow getting thicker and it looks like some rain, especially the second half of tomorrow. High of 67. Phil's lost 13-7 to Toronto yesterday, wrapping up their spring training with a record of 12-15. The season opener, Thursday. Toronto and the Yankees kick things off. The first of 15 games on Thursday, the Phillies... Slotted in at 3.05 against the Braves at home. And, yes, they will have a limited amount of seats, uh, you know, filled there. And over the course of the season, they hope to be able to expand that. Flyers with a big win last night. I remember checking the scoreboard. It was 3-zip. I'm like, ah, well, well. Then uh, wake up this morning, 4-3. Flyers came from behind, down 3-zip after a couple of periods. Then Kevin Hay scored. Then Claude Giroux scored. Then Sean Couturier scored with about a minute and a half left in the game. And then barely into overtime, Ivan Provorov scoring the game winner. And just like that, they get the win. Poor Buffalo has not won in their last 18 games. They've lost 15 and tied three. One of the worst streaks in history. Flyers uh, try it again tomorrow night at Buffalo at 730. As they try and uh, hold on to a playoff spot and edge back into a better spot. They're on the fringe right now. Sixers at Denver tonight at 9. As far as the Sixers go, on a Zoom call earlier today, Shake Milton. My favorite sixer, as far as his nickname goes, and actually scores a lot of points. And uh, team doing pretty well. Asked if the, he thinks the road trip has been helping the team. Uh, yeah, it's been great um, being on the road and getting to, to spend time with guys. And you know, we've had guys who have been out of the rotation, but you know, we were able to gel together and still pick up wins. And I think that's something that we're continuing to bond and build over. Um, and I think whenever we get back to full strength, you can you'll definitely be able to see you know areas that we've progressed. So it'll be exciting. That's Shake Milton of the Sixers, also in hoops tonight. Gonzaga and USC at 7.15, followed by UCLA and Michigan at 9.57. Continuing March Madness, those four teams are left, plus Houston and Baylor, which both won last night. So they're down to six, final four after tonight. And in football, big news, NFL uh, officially approving a 17-game regular season up from 16 which has been for a long time when i was a little kid it was 14 went to 16 and now it'll be 17 starting this coming season and they'll uh, compensate by shortening the preseason down to three games instead of four speaking of uh, ucla i mentioned a second ago we have a special guest coming up in a moment his name is corbin bernson he actually is uh, a, US, a ucla alum you'll know him perhaps from um the, the the film uh, Major League, I think it was in L.A. Law. He's been in a lot of other things and is in a film called The Last Time We Spoke. 
which premieres on Up TV this coming uh, Sunday, Easter Sunday at 7 in the evening. So we'll chat with him. And then later in the hour, looking forward to John Fuller. He is the co-host of Focus on the Family, which airs on our station twice each weekday, 7 a.m. and 8.30 p.m. So it's a full program. Victoria, how are you doing today? You good? My microphone's not working today. You're doing your mime impersonation. How about that? <laughs> you are doing excellently as a mime today. I want to congratulate Can you hear me now? Oh, see, now there goes your mime impersonation. You broke okay, character. Apparently there was one button that was supposed to be on that was not on. Well then. Discovering new things every day. How are you? Well, doing well. Beautiful uh, day outside, beautiful weather. Unfortunately, I think we're supposed to get some rain. It's okay. next two days. Rain? Um, Rain's yeah. all right. It's it's calming. Uh, I prefer the sun. I, I like them both. <laughs> I like a little variety. Because it's not April yet, so actually it's about to be, but, you know, April showers bring May flowers. I prefer the sunshine. Be thankful that your office is on the opposite side of the driveway <laughs> because for some inexplicable reason today, I don't know if you heard it, Mr. Softy decided to drive down our driveway. I did not hear I would have run right out there for an ice cream if I did. Yeah, like my kids. I'm <laughs> I'm preparing to talk to John Fuller. He's calling at 4.30, right? And I'm getting all this. I'm trying to write all my notes. And I'm like, dude, what are you doing down here? If you've never been to the station, which is the vast majority of the audience, it's really hard to get down here. People get lost. They think we're a street because we're probably a quarter mile from the road. Right. So if, to get down this far, it must be like a wrong turn. But I'm like, okay, all right, he'll get the point. It's just a bunch of uh, cars, our station van, and he'll leave. <laughs> no, he sat there. Like, okay. he, was, he wanted us to come out and get some ice cream. I'm like, dude, this isn't like Little League. I always feel a little like that's a little taken advantage. We had Mr. Softy come to our church a couple of times. Really? Well, I'm like, come on, man. This is a little, little sacred ground. Take your Softy truck down the street. Got to get all the customers that people can, you know, people of the clergy, churchgoers. Yeah, yeah. They, they all like ice cream. Everyone loves ice cream. Well, if he's going to do his, like, I'm guessing he's sitting there catching up on his text. So, like, all right, look, there's no one in sight. Turn off your music. <laughs> uh, if I was Mr. the softy driver guy, I would go bananas after a little while. So, Maybe. fortunately, only about two minutes of that. But I was ready to walk outside and say, look, here's five bucks. Give me something and scram. But then he took off trying to eat healthy anyway so it's a good thing that he left early <laughs> so that all said we'll take our first break we're looking forward again uh corbin bernson joining us momentarily you know i'm thinking that while we're on the topic as we go to the first break how about you give a quick call if you'd like to win speaking of ice cream and all that, how about a gift card to uh read one of the gift cards that we have courtesy of briner chevrolet one of our fine sponsors of this broadcast briner and jenkintown five dollar sixty cent gift card to uh Caller three right now, 800-560-WFIL, 800-560-9345. Victoria, grab your info, and we'll mail that out to you. It's Tim DeMoss Show, AM560, WFIL.com, and on the WFIL app. You're listening to a podcast of The Tim DeMoss Show, heard weekday afternoons 4 till 5 on AM560, WFIL, and at WFIL.com. It's 412 on the Tim DeMoss Show. Before we welcome our first guest on the program, we got a quick winner. Hello, what's your name? Hi, this is Karen. How are you? Good, Karen. Where are you from? I'm actually from New Jersey in Cherry Hill. Okay. Yeah, ultimately, yeah. But you're not there at the moment. You're running around doing things. Well, I'm actually at work. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, I don't want to keep you long then. But congratulations on the Rita's gift card. and Thank, thank you for listening you. in. 
And, uh, Absolutely. We hope, to, we hope it can happen again, so don't be a stranger. Absolutely. Thank you so much, Tim. Thanks, Karen. Bye for I now. I always enjoy your show. Oh, okay. Great to have you aboard. Bye-bye. Bye. All right. Well, that's very nice. It's a Rita's gift card, courtesy of Brian Chevrolet in Jenkintown, which supports our broadcast. We're very grateful for that. And uh, as we bring our first guest on the program, you will know him perhaps from L.A. Law and from uh, uh, the movie Major League, that, that whole series, Corbin Bernson, who's in a new film called The Last Time We Spoke. How you doing, sir? Wonderful, man. How are you? Great. Thank you for taking time today. My pleasure. Yeah. Uh, take a moment, if you would, maybe through your character, just to describe the last time we spoke, the, the general gist of the, of the, the plot, if you would. Uh, well, this is a wonderful uh, uh, coming-of-age story between two sisters who uh, are moved in with their grandparents. I'm one of them. Uh, I play Walt and Melissa Gilbert uh, plays Ruby. Uh, we take our kids in when my son goes off to war and... Uh, doesn't come home, and his wife can't uh, handle it and drops her kids off with us. And the girls go their separate ways. And throughout the course of the movie, you know, through through flash-forwards, flashbacks, you see the two girls coming together. And it's a movie about forgiveness. It's a movie about family. It's a movie about strength of character. Um, all those wonderful things that I'd like to see employed into today's America. You know, the last time we spoke, uh, there's a fair amount of, you know, cutting from one scene to another, from one era to another. And I'm not the best at following all that, but I'm pretty proud of myself. I kept up with this one. I think it was very well done. Um, is it difficult for you as an actor to remember where you are and, and keep up with it emotionally to keep your, you know, like, I don't know if the thing is, if, if the film is done in sequence so you can kind of follow it fairly easily or if you're jumping from scene to scene and have to remember where you are, so to speak. Well, there's a pretty good through line for me, a strength of character. This is a man, Walt, who puts family above all things and certainly has a grief at the loss of his son. Um, I don't think I give anything away that happens in the movie. Um, and uh, who's off at war. And then uh, takes his grandchildren in, you know, whole open all, I mean, he doesn't want it. He's at a point where he wants to retire with his wife and, you know, get off the treadmill. But uh, then he's thrown back into this. Um, so I, you, you run that character straight through, and you don't have to worry about you know, Let them change the cars and the, you know, the costumes and all the other stuff. You know, our one thing I find uh, interesting in all the things I do, certainly as I get older and I look back at all the things I've done, our human heart, our human commonalities, are, are, are there. They're so much stronger than we allow them to be. And of course, today you see that great division. We think you're different from me because you're this and I'm that. He's over there and you're on this side of the aisle. And I dress this way, you dress that way. I love this way, you love that way. I pray this way, you pray that way. We think we're different, but our heart, man, our the soul of the, who we are, human beings, um, the fears, the loves, those are all the same. And uh, so, you know, it doesn't really matter what era I'm in. I just have to follow that truth. And I think he is a guy who follows that truth of heart and conviction um, and doesn't really let, I don't know, uh, let uh, descriptions and clubs and party affiliate, he let all that stuff interfere with who he is. And, uh, you know, I think, if, I don't know, you know, you could be left, right, center, it doesn't matter. If you meet somebody who speaks honestly and truthfully and, and has respect and, um, and a certain amount of humility, you, you, you give all, you forget, you don't forgive all that. Except you allow people to be who they are. And as long as it, what we recognize is strength of truth of character, 
And and by that way, by the way, you may go, I don't like that character. I'm just not going to hang out with him, or I'm not going to yeah. appreciate him. But when we're true to who we are, um, and I think further when we're true to who we are as human beings, um, and I, I think there's more of a commonality than I think, unfortunately, we're feeling today. Does and work- I I think Walt's that guy. He's that. He, that's what attracts me to him. Yeah, I was gonna, I was going to ask you also. Does working on a film and and this particular case, uh, last time we spoke, does it change you at all uh, over time? I mean, you've been doing this for a lot, long, long time, but still, do you come away a little bit different too? Yeah, I do because you know one thing. That's a really good question. Um, you know, I do. Uh, acting, some will deny it, is a little bit like therapy because you've got to if you if you're if you're I don't want to say good at it because I don't want to say I'm good at it, but if you're invested in it and you put the time in. You're going to do some soul searching. You're going to search out who this guy is, and maybe you take a tack that way. But you're always putting it up against who you are. And so, you know, you know when you see a movie and you're inspired by a character and his deeds or her deeds, you know, you go out and join the gym. You're going to go fall in love. You're going to stop eating. You're going to stop. You're going to do all these things. I'm going to go be a volunteer. Whatever some movie generates for you, you know, romantic stories generate like I want to fall in love or something. Um, if you're an actor, you're, you're sort of in that same world. You know, you're, you're thinking like, my goodness, this, this character has all these qualities and I admire them and, you know, where am I lacking in those qualities? Um, uh, I'm able to plug into them, so they must be in me somewhere. So, yes, you evolve. The short answer is you do evolve through the work you do. You become not one of the characters, but you sort of become a, a compilation of, fabric and the quilt of all the characters you've played their information fun quick note we have a sponsor of our show Briner chevrolet in jenkintown the philly suburb and at one point i think near the end you're driving a green truck that has chevrolet right across the back what was that truck like to drive was that fun oh it's a beautiful truck i'm a big old fan of trucks i used to have a 53 chevy um you know i uh i used to my wife made me sell it when it sat outside too long it wasn't used enough now i'm kicking myself but uh yeah, we had some really cool vehicles in that show. It was amazing because, uh, you know, these are these are not big, huge Hollywood movies with gazillion-dollar budgets. But uh, there was a guy, I guess, down where we were shooting in Georgia that, uh, you know, had a whole collection of cars that so really worked out. But that was a beautiful truck, beautiful truck. I want to tell you, there's a scene in there. Watch it. The, the tractor did get away from me one time, though. <laughs> Corbin Bernson, <laughs> thank you so much for your time. And, uh, and go uh, Bruins, right? They're playing tonight. Yeah, there you go. You're go alma, Bruin. Your alma mater. <laughs> All right. Have a great day. All right. Thank you, sir. Bye-bye. Actor Corbin Bernson. New movie is called The Last Time We Spoke. Melissa Gilbert, who you would know from Little House on the Prairie, also stars in that movie. It's really well done, and it's going to be on uh, Sunday night at 7 uh, on Up TV. Check that out. One of the many weekend options you may have for yourself. Brief break. Coming back shortly, John Fuller, co-host of Focus on the Family, long time for many years. We've talked to Jim Daly a bunch of times, but never John Fuller. Looking forward to that a lot. That and much more coming up. It's Tim DeMoss Show on WFIL. This song, fun one from the 50s. Capitals, this is on the soundtrack for the uh, last time we spoke. More to come in just a moment WFIL. Thanks for tuning in to the Tim DeMoss Show podcast with AM560 WFIL and WFIL.com.
WFIL.com on the app. That's a new song from Phil Joel, part of the Newsboys group, also Zeal and Worship, and has a number of solo albums out over the years. We had him on the program, I think it was just last Friday, and uh, we asked him, among other things, about that song. You know, I, had a, um, I, I have a dear friend who is going through a really tough spot, tough spot, and um, he's kind of losing everything at the moment mm. and um and a while back he said to me man one of the coolest things uh someone sent me a text message and it was from an older gentleman and, and he sent me he said this he said hey i'm really sorry to hear about all the things you're going through right now but remember this life is long i'm like wow life is long we're really quick to say oh life is short you know grab it while you can seize the day carpe diem and all that stuff yeah but it's god is good he redeems he restores he redirects and um that's his business you know uh, getting us from a place of you know getting us back on, on track he, he loves doing that and, and loves um restoring the years the locusts have eaten and and but we, we get we get panicky you know we're like <laughs> we start yeah. breathing shallow and we start making moves that are just not that just make things worse and we start flapping around it's like no nah, calm down be still be still. Get back to knowing God is God. And you're you, and, um, and 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 take your time. You know, take your time. Um, yeah. So yeah. So that, anyway, that's really a song about my friend's situation to some degree, but also mine. Um, we made a music video. Have you seen that, Tim? I have not. I've only heard the song. Dude, oh, <laughs> you got to see this music video. It's so fun. Um, it's so fun. I, it's I, it's me in my little blue sailboat sailing with my dog and we end up on this island and I go camping and uh, and then all of a sudden as I'm camping my dog starts barking and a Bigfoot comes out of the woods and starts chasing me <laughs> through the woods and then I get back on the boat and I and I and I you know push the boat offshore and I sail off and then the Bigfoot comes into frame and he can't get me and then in the last little moment of the song the Bigfoot takes off takes off his mask because uh, it's a Bigfoot costume you know yeah. and underneath the mask is me because I can be my own worst enemy. Often, that's often, oftentimes, if, you know, if things fall apart, it's usually due to me. I'm, I'm the guy that I'm the guy that will mess things up because I'll get impatient or I'll get, you know, I'll start living in fear or I'll start living in in shame or whatever it is, and make moves and decisions that will sabotage the peace of God in my own life. You know, so uh, anyway, wow. you got to watch the video. I you, will you get a kick out of it. That's Phil Joel of Newsboys on his new song called Sailing Speed from his Better Than I Found It album, which I just got confirmation today. We'll have some copies to give away, I'd say, starting in the next couple of days. So be looking out for that in our contest page at WFIL.com. Up to 65 the rest of the afternoon, down to 48 tonight. A few clouds, kind of cloudy and rainy, especially the second half of tomorrow, 67 the high. Phillies lost to Toronto yesterday, 13-7, wrapped up their spring training Regular season for everybody opens up on Thursday. Phillies included. They are home against Atlanta. It's uh, 3.05 for that start. Aaron Nola on the mound. Flyers won uh, over Buffalo in overtime last night. 4-3. Big come from behind. They were down 3-zip and rallied to win. Sixers at Denver tonight. College Hoops March Madness continues. Gonzaga at USC at 7.15. UCLA and Michigan play at 9.57. They're fighting for a final four spot. Houston and Baylor secured those last night with victories. And the NFL voting to extend their uh, regular season to a 17-game deal rather than just 16. They'll shorten the preseason from four games to uh, three games. Suiting up 
for Gonzaga tonight, John Fuller from Focus on the Family. Hello, John. <laughs> well, I would say anybody that has Gonzaga in their bracket, if I'm suiting up for them tonight, you're you're toast. I mean, unless you unless you said they're going to lose, you are toast. Your bracket just got busted. How are you? And sir? I just want to say, yeah. Tim, yes. I did actually do a bracket. We had a, a little challenge here. I took third place. Wow! Because there were only there were only three participants in this particular <laughs> challenge. That's and I'm very happy about that. So who's one of my the... best showings ever? That's nice work by you. Well, and I think yeah. I'm I'm in your same boat because I have two sons and we have our own little three team thing going. And I'm currently in first, but I have only one team left, and the other kids are <laughs> probably going to pass me before it's uh, now There's the dad's dilemma. Do you let them win, or do you help them learn that life doesn't always work out the way they think it's going to? I like lessons, actually. I think it's good for them. <laughs> so, oh, man. It's nice to make your acquaintance. Uh, Focus on the Family has been on our station since before there was color television, pretty much. And uh, at 7 a.m. and 8.30 p.m. It's been a long time. We were grateful for the partnership. We were very glad to have you on. Uh, you know, your partner in crime, in godly crime, uh, Jim Daly, has joined us a number of times. But this is our first chance to chat with you. So that's wonderful. Thank you for doing uh, a little time with us today. So, Well, I am really glad to have an opportunity to talk to you. And uh, goodness, you know, we, we started off on a, seriously a, a very light note. I mean, College hoops is important to a lot of people, but for listeners of this station, there's really something important around the corner, and we want to really just uh, mine that a little bit, right? Absolutely. Uh, we want to get to that. Of course, Easter's coming this weekend, uh, Holy Week happening here. Uh, before we get to that, if you would do me a favor, just a couple quick things. Uh, folks will yeah. certainly recognize your voice from, from the program if they've heard Focus on the Family before. Just share, share first your testimony a little bit. Just, you know, without that, there's probably no... Uh, co-hosting the program, although I guess it could be an interesting <laughs> dynamic otherwise. And then maybe how you yeah. came to focus overall. Well, and I'll, I'll condense this, but the, the short story is that I grew up in a religious home, good parents. They're still married. It's been 60-some years for them as a couple, um, very devout family. But um, the, the unconditional love of God is expressed in His Son, Jesus, was um, not something I knew of until— I got involved in a high school ministry, Youth for Christ, and there, um, there, there were Bible studies. There were people who really loved God on a personal level, and um, they, they unlocked this world of life in Christ to me. And um, ever since then, the Lord has been so faithful and kind. I've just grown in my, in my faith. I haven't had any, uh, quote, backsliding experiences. I've just been uh, fortunate to be surrounded by good and godly people. Uh, some great mentors along the way showed me what Christian radio can do and the power of the tool if used well. And I got involved in uh, local radio, local Christian radio in Texas in the 90s, in the 80s and 90s, and then moved here in uh, the early 1990s to join Focus. Produced the broadcast for about five years, worked with radio stations like yours, um, syndicating programming for about five years. And for almost the past 20, have been privileged to be on the broadcast, first co-hosting for Dr. Dobson, and then um, now being able to work with Jim Daly for over 11 years. Wow. So w what a ride it's been. Never would have thought. And every now and then I just pinch myself. Here's a boy from 
central Wisconsin who used to play radio with a cassette recorder and uh, 45s on the record player. And uh, here I am working on a Christian radio program that reaches around the world. And just last year, just in just the past 12 months, Tim, uh, over 300,000 people came to Christ or rededicated their lives to Christ as a result directly of Focus on the Family's work and ministry. That's just in the U.S. in the past year, 300,000 people. So I love what I'm doing, and there's a world impact of it, and um, and I'm just I'm grateful for it. Amen. Folks, just tuning in, John Fuller, who is co-host of the Focus on the Family radio broadcast, joining us this afternoon. Uh, and just one other kind of question on that, just uh, for a second, your day-to-day. You just you covered a lot of ground, great amount, of, even a short amount of time there. What's a typical day for you, if there is such a thing, the work that you do? <laughs> Besides the broadcast, that people well, will hear you on. Yeah, I would say probably half of my days, on average, are spent in the studio. Um, we, uh, the, the program is not live. There is some post-production, and we version it for use in Canada and for global use and for podcasts. Uh, accessibility. So we do a lot of work, and and as such, we craft the best program possible because we have millions and millions of people listening. So we sweat the details. Uh, In addition, um, we work on a program, like we recorded a program this morning about nurturing creativity and faith in your child. It doesn't air until September. So in August, I'll go back into the studio, and the producers will have that program ready for me to do some work on because in August we'll have um, we'll have the resources lined up. We'll have maybe some campaign going on. We'll have some things we want to talk about differently, and I'll kind of freshen up the program before it actually airs. So there's that, and then um, I'm involved in a variety of podcasts as well. The marriage and parenting podcast we do, and a short little one minute feature. And so half my day is in the studio, um, a small portion talking to stations like yours right now. And then meetings. <laughs> I hope there's so coffee in there, that, too. Is there any coffee in there? Yeah, uh, there's coffee in there, and there is some lunch often at my desk. And um, I, there's an energy here on the campus that we're just kind of getting back to as people resume um, more time in the office. Colorado's opening up, and we're not quite there yet, but uh, hallway conversations are imminently important to me, both just to manage by walking around, if you will, and then for the sparks of creativity that fly when I see a colleague and say, what about, what about? So mm. always good stuff. Amen. Amen. Well, I know, and that's great. Thank you for painting that picture. John Fuller, again, co-host of Focus in the Family's radio broadcast. You can catch it 7 a.m. each weekday, also 8.30 p.m. on WFIL and various and sundry Focus on the Family-related uh, you know, programs are available like Adventures in Odyssey on Saturday nights as well. You can kind of get up on all that at WFIL.com on the program guide link. Uh, Easter's coming, and I know that's a big deal uh, for a lot of folks, but I know in your heart you, you want to share uh, today. We want to kind of clear the deck and, and give you some space to do that. So, Yeah, I appreciate that. And let me, uh, If I may, I, I don't want to play interviewer, but let me ask you a question, and that is why do we spend six weeks getting all excited about the baby Jesus coming at Easter time. And some of us don't even spend six days thinking about Easter, right? I mean, just why is that, Tim? We have a whole culture that is Christmas-oriented. We have traditions. We have meals. We have leftovers. we uh, We have all these things we do. We sing these songs. 
But somehow Easter has eluded us. My wife and I, that was my wife's question to me yesterday while we were talking about this. She said, why is it that we don't spend more time thoughtfully reflecting on Easter? And not to answer my own question, but I guess I will, unless you want to take a shot at it. Well, as you're talking, it's just two things come to mind. One is whether it's culturally speaking in terms of gift giving and how it's developed where that became part of the, like we just don't really give gifts at Easter, we make a basket of chocolate or something, a little thing, but it's not, this, and, you know, so maybe a little bit of that, but also we're familiar with birth and ba- babies being born, and we're not so familiar with people being raised from the dead. I don't know if there's anything that goes yeah. with that, too. But those well, are I my- think, yeah, I think you're, you're spot on. Plus, I think the world, from a cultural standpoint, the world can get a baby, uh, but the world doesn't get, the, we, we shy away from suffering and pain. Yeah. And, and the willingness of Jesus to take on the cross. I was just reading in the Gospel of John this past week or so um, about that scene where Judas betrays Jesus. And I, I, as the researchers are not cleared. I mean, there's such a breadth of thought about this. But as I've read, it's pretty clear that there were at least a couple hundred, maybe as many as 600 armed soldiers Pharisees, scribes, and officers of the temple who went out to the Garden of Olives and decided to arrest Jesus there. Wow. Uh, So picture 600 people, the noise, the lights, and they came, and Jesus asked them the Captain Obvious question. He knew. I mean, he had just been praying, right, with his disciples. And he says, who are you looking for? (laughs) And they said, Jesus of Nazareth. And he said, he just said three words. He said, I am he. And when he did, they drew back and fell down. Some versions say they fell to the ground. And, and I'm convinced it's because Jesus knew exactly what his mission was, and he knew exactly what they were going to do to him, and he did not shy away. And I think the, I think the divine kind of snuck out at that moment. Here's the voice that created the world. Here's the voice that could walk by somebody who had been paralyzed for their whole life and say, be healed. He healed lepers. He did things. And the voice says, I am he. And all they could do was fall back and fall down. It wasn't, I'm he, and this is over. He could have done that. But the joy that I have is that Jesus knew exactly the treachery and the pain, the betrayal, the anguish that he was going to, he didn't shy away then. He didn't say, but don't know where he is. He said, I am he, and demonstrated his deity and his willingness to suffer for you and me, knowing what was on the other side of that, knowing the resurrection was coming. He knew all of that, and he did so willingly, because he loves us. That is, that is beyond my comprehension. Are you folks just tuning in? John Fuller is our guest. He's co-host of Focus in the Family's radio broadcast along with Jim Daly. Been uh, been in that role for a couple decades now. As you're speaking there, uh, this Good Friday, just a reminder to our listeners or let them know, we did this last year. We're going to do it again this year. Uh, we're basically not going to talk the whole hour, and we're just going to string together songs that would kind of match the day. And so wow. uh, one of the songs is uh, Michael W. Smith's Secret Ambition. Are you familiar with that song? Yes, yes. What a great song! Huh? I do. I used to. I used to play that back, back in the day, back in Texas. And I, I, I loved what you're doing there because you know, Tim. I mean, 
thank the Lord for Christian radio, but we surround ourselves with stuff, right? I mean, whoever has quiet time. And I know there are some people that aren't going to be able to go into the weekend looking forward to a church service. They're not comfortable, or they can't go, or their church isn't open. And I just want to speak to those in the audience who are there, or maybe you're just alone, and you don't this is a this is just a weird Easter after last year's weird Easter and what's happening. Um, take advantage of the time and I appreciate how you're doing that, Tim, with the show. Take advantage of the time to be reflective and to lean in because God's not saying how are you going to celebrate Easter. He's saying here I am. Do you want to talk? I'm ready. Do you want to listen? Let's let's go through this time together. And there's an element here that I've missed over the years. I grew up in kind of a high church tradition where we symbolize things, and there were some rituals that we went through, and I I miss that. And I'm going to try and take advantage of this Friday especially, and also Saturday, the the day of silence between the death and resurrection, if you will, and I'm going to try to really lean into the Scripture and and talk with God about, why did you do that anyway? And and what was that like? And how did you feel? And why me? Why, Why would you want me? There's a mystery here that we don't unpack in the midst of the chaos and the busyness and all the all the noise in our lives. So I hope Friday will be a celebration of contemplation, if you will, for your listeners. Absolutely. You know, I, I there's something about Friday that uh, it just doesn't seem right uh, to be doing the normal things, uh, even more so than Sunday for me. I, the, the solemnity of it and the reality of it and... Um, Every radio station I've worked at, I've campaigned, not always successfully because of quote-unquote format, but I have campaigned to play uh, Petra's It Is Finished at 3 o'clock specifically. Or uh, Yeah, yeah, 3 o'clock, right? I'm thinking noon or 3. Yes, (laughs) 3 o'clock. So uh, just to time out with the day. And um, so we can only do it in the one hour from 4 to 5, but that is the plan to – we do a little commercial at the beginning, and then it's going to be about 50 minutes straight of just uh, about 10 or 12 songs from beginning to we're actually going to cap it off with uh, like an Easter song or one of the Keith Green's yeah. or second chapter of Acts on the back end. Again, we have the one hour to work with. So, um, but yeah, yeah, I, I appreciate that. I, I, I appreciate that because, you know, it occurs to me even back to, to my question, my wife's question about why do we celebrate Christmas more than Easter? Right. We only, well, in my home, we actually do sing Christmas songs year-round. I mean, she was humming a Christmas song just the other day. But <laughs> we sing the Easter songs in our church services, right? I mean, that makes up the, the reality of the resurrection is something that we celebrate. We really do celebrate it often and throughout, uh, you know, throughout the year. But uh, let's hope that things like what you're talking about and little moments along the way as we progress toward and then hit Easter will be reminders that this is this is actually the reason Jesus came as a baby, to, to serve us by dying for us, and then to be raised supernaturally, so we could always have that hope that his body isn't in the grave. He's not one of those prophets that's still buried. He's the living God, and he loves us, and we worship him, and we can find hope and comfort in knowing that he went through the darkest things imaginable— and he did so with confidence and with love. Uh, that should offer hope to all of us. Absolutely. John Fuller, our guest for a little bit here, co-host of Focus on the Family, the radio broadcast, which you can catch 7 a.m. and 8.30 p.m. on WFIL. I remember uh, one of our pastors years ago 
said the the phrase I liked his preaching, but this one phrase, one line I've never forgotten. He said, "Comfort didn't die for us on a cross." Mm. Yeah, wow. right. But we're committed to our comfort. I am too. We all. I mentioned coffee earlier. I like having a hot beer. Tomorrow's supposed to rain. I like to have a cup of hot something to sip and think more clearly while I'm at my computer. Nothing wrong with it, but. You can find out how cranky you can get if someone were to say, hey, guess what? No coffee for you. No, no little creature comfort for you today. You have to wait till tomorrow. Yeah. How annoying that little yeah. thing would be, wouldn't it? <laughs> and that's, the, that's how committed and, we are to our comforts. And, yeah. And, Tim, if you think about it, I mean, Jesus took, took it and reversed it, didn't he? I mean, he's in heaven. He's at the right hand of the Father. He's enjoying perfect communion with the Father and the Spirit. He's got perfection. And he said, I'll go. And and he came to this dirty, dusty, spit-filled planet, and he put up with the worst that we have, and then he died at the hands of, quote, religious people who were threatened by him and rejected him in the most vile of ways. And he that's why he came. And and I consider it a big deal if I have to, you know, park fifty feet further away from the building guys <laughs> than I normally do. Yeah. Or if somebody gets in my way and calls just before I was supposed to do something else. I mean, give me a break. Don't they know who I am? (laughs) Jesus totally flipped that, right? That's true. And that's, that's where, um, you know, I think joy is not found in the externals. It's found in the relationship with the father. And if I can personalize it, um, I'm sure many, I mean, it's been a hard year for all of us. I have a special needs son who has a variety of issues. This has been a hellacious year for him. Mm. And it's been really, really hard. He is hurtling toward what he thinks is going to be, you know, independence, freedom, and whatever he wants to do, because he turns 18 this summer. And um, I I could get really bent out of shape about it, because he does stuff I don't appreciate. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And he does stuff that I don't, uh, I don't endorse. And and he says things that are so provocative, and he lives in such a different world. And it's because he was so traumatized and damaged in his little life before we brought him into our home. We adopted him. And so the journey has been 17 years of letting go of my expectations of what this boy is going to be like and who he can be. But it's not over. And God's got him. I mean, God wired him. God knows him. God loves him. And he made a commitment to Christ whether he'd like to tell you he did or not. Um, and so I just have to say, I trust you, Lord. And the joy is in knowing that God knows and loves my son more than me. And it's not about me getting him to do something. It's about me letting go and saying, God, you've got this. Thank you for entrusting me for this part of the journey. Give me grace and give me strength. There's a joy and a peace in that. And I know a lot of listeners have gone through uncertainty and difficulty and uh, some have probably lost loved ones and friends, and and I don't mean to minimize any of that or to say, yeah, just walk with Jesus and it's all better, because that's not how it works. It's just a matter of in the uncertainty and the difficulties, think again to Jesus who said, I am he, and then was led off with a bunch of people, you know, harassing him and then beating him and then nailing him to the cross. He suffered all of that, but he didn't flinch. He didn't give up. He didn't lose sight of his heavenly Father. And he offers us that path to peace and that path to joy that despite our circumstances, we can know the Father. And even 
just earlier today, I was talking to somebody who said, yeah, I went through a horrible divorce, but I really met God in it all. Sometimes the dark times are where we can find God the easiest. And so back to, back to that message of hope, if you are struggling, um, may this Easter be a time when God meets you in a way that even if, even if you could imagine it, he's going to just you know, blow your mind and soul wide open and show you light and hope and peace in ways that you never could comprehend. John Fuller, co-host of Focus on the Family, the radio broadcast, 7 a.m. and 8.30 p.m. each weekday on WFIL. Uh, I know we have just a little bit more time here, uh, but two thoughts yeah. to kind of piggyback off what you just said. On a practical note, uh, I think when Jim Daly joined us not too long ago, he talked about, I asked him something about, do you think people get surprised when they come to the uh, headquarters and like, wow, it's not just the radio broadcast, right? There's a lot of other stuff going on. Yeah. Um, what, what just make, and I know you have your hands on a lot of different things and you're involved in a lot. Just name a few resources, perhaps, that folks could find out about and maybe, practically speaking, has some tools to help see some of the things you're talking about? You can sure. Well, I mean, our website uh, our website is a holy mess, if I may put it that way. <laughs> we've been working on it for a long time. Everybody's website needs help. Yes. So just go to the website and poke around. I mean, I, some of the biggest things, um, Tim, include um, you know, our marriage and parenting efforts. It, if you've got kids, listen— my ministry is to help you feel better about your parenting because my kids have done stuff that your kids haven't even thought of doing <laughs> yet. So just there's no perfection here. There's understanding and grace. We are all on the journey. The ideal is, yes, we want it, but it's unattainable. And we're just trying to live it out and say, you know what? We're fellow journeyers. If you've got a wayward kid, if you've got a kid on drugs, if you've got a kid who's committed, you know, tried to commit suicide, if you've got a kid who's all up in you know arms because they got un, unfriended by somebody on social media. We've got something for you. If you're looking at your spouse thinking, I don't have any spark left for you, we, we can talk to you about that. We've got resources. If you're newly married or getting married, we've got resources. If you have a special needs child, we have so much that the Lord has allowed us to gather in 44 years now. And And I do want to point out two other things just real quick. One would be free counseling. We have counselors that take a couple thousand calls a month, I think. And it's a free service. It's a 20-minute call or so. You call, you share. They've heard it all. And there's no shame. There's no judgment. They'll hear you out. They'll hear what you're, they'll hear what you're going through, and they'll, they'll offer an idea or two about moving forward in finding some restoration or healing. Um, call, if you don't have somebody in your life, if you can't get to your pastor, call us. Okay. Uh, we'll call you back because they have a really busy volume. The other thing is Hope Restored for marriages that are on the brink of divorce or just nothing's left in the gas tank. Yeah. I personally have been to a Hope Restored, not because we were divorcing, but because special needs parenting just takes a lot out of you. It was phenomenal, just phenomenal to go. And in the confines of a small room, share with other couples the journey that we were on to be a part of their journey and to see God work. We saw some miracles that week, and still to this day, Dean and I are working on putting those tools we learned into practice so we can have a strong, strong marriage that speaks to our kids and to the culture, because, boy, a good marriage is countercultural these days, unfortunately. Yeah. So the website or the phone, it's focusonthefamily.com or 800-A-FAMILY, and um, if you've got a need, we might have an answer for you, not because we have all the answers, but some starting points at least. John, the last question, we had just a couple minutes left here. You mentioned and referenced your wife a couple of times. Brag, in a godly way, of course, 
on uh, on your wife, what she brings to the table in your partnership together, in addition, you know, with your children, including your, your child with special needs? Well, thank you. My wife has such a great heart. I, when we were dating, I said she's got a heart of gold, and I really mean that. She is. Um, she's put up with me for 36 years, which is crazy. Um, she has loved our kids. We have uh, five biological kids. We have the adopted son, and then we have a daughter-in-law. So she loves them with all her heart. Uh, right now, she is honoring her mom and loving her mom, who is 92, and we're starting. It's almost a Shakespearean moment in our lives. We invited her into our home because she was withering at an assisted living facility nearby. She had some needs that we just couldn't manage on her own. And then she fell and broke her hip and then she was isolated and then she couldn't get rehab. So we brought her into our home and my wife is honoring her mom in the most tender of ways. And it's, it's really a labor of love, but she is, uh, she is performing a, a great act of service for her mom and a loving loving way. And I keep elbowing my kids saying, pay attention because that's what I want you to do for us. <laughs> that's, you, you take care of us the way your mom is taking care of her mom and we'll get along just fine in our old age. <laughs> I think that's Ephesians. Is it Ephesians six? It says honor your father and mother, the first commandment with a promise that it may go well with you and you may live a long life on the earth. And yeah. I'm sure to see your wife doing that is, is, you know, what a great example. What a blessing. She, she really is a wonderful woman, and I, again, I, why she puts up with me, I do not know, but I'm, I'm grateful that she, uh, that she said yes, because she's as loyal as they come, and I'm, I'm glad for that. John, Thank you, Tim. John, oh, my, absolutely. My pleasure. John Fuller's been kind enough to hang out with us. We just have our final break to wrap up on, our, on the end back, and we kind of push it to the end, so we have to keep you waiting through a break. But um, thank you for sharing uh, you know, the hope of Easter and also and the joy of Easter and the truth of the gospel and, um, and including it in your own life, not just kind of a, out there, but, you know, as it pertains to your own family. So, yeah. well, Tim, thank you for, for what you do and what WFIL does, you know, 24 seven. I mean, you, you are proclaiming truth in a culture that increasingly doesn't want it. Hmm. We want our own truth. So uh, may you all stay consistent and uh, may the Lord um, show himself to y'all in some really tangible ways. And, um, come Sunday, we'll be saying he is risen. He is risen indeed. Amen. Yeah. Amen. Amen. John, thank you so much. And hope we get to have you on again sometime. I would, we'd love to do that. Thank you, Tim. Appreciate you. All right. Bye-bye. That's John Fuller, co-host of Focus on the Family's radio broadcast, 7 a.m. and 8.30 p.m. Each weekday, brief break to wrap up our program. It's the Tim DeMoss Show on WFIL. Have a guest you'd like to hear on the Tim DeMoss Show on AM560 WFIL? Email D at WFIL.com. All right, that'll do it for our program. It's 458. Thank you so much for listening in. We're looking forward to getting the podcast up and rolling a little later on tonight. We're a little bit behind on posting those. My fault, but we'll get them up there soon. Looking forward to more guests this week in our famous uh, Friday show. We'll have that special music I mentioned earlier. Uh, where we'll just have songs from Easter playing. Looking forward to that leading up to from Jesus' crucifixion right through being resurrected. So thank you again for listening in. Looking forward to joining you again tomorrow. It's Tim DeMoss Show and WFIL. Have a great night. Thanks for listening to the Tim DeMoss Show podcast. Feel free to tune in to the full show each weekday afternoon from 4 till 5 on AM 560 WFIL and at WFIL.com. 
Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.